Contemplating cocktails with Keith. It's something about Applejack, and in my brain is something about uh, Jack Spratt could eat no fat, his wife could eat no lean. Yeah, there you go. And then there's, I said that at a table once. Oh my god! What? So this table? <laughs> How did they react? What? This couple, That's a, like a this couple rhyme, came yeah. in. No, this couple came in, and they literally did the Jack Spratt thing. Oh wow! That's perfect. Jack Spratt could eat, eat no fat. fat. His wife could eat no lean. So, like, she ate her meal, mm-hmm. they ended up splitting, and then there was this, like, uh, the fatty exchange. part of the meat exchange, yeah. and I go, oh, like, Jack Spratt can eat no fat, his wife can eat no lean. She took offense, and I was like, what? whoa, you just did it. Right. Why and I had to backpedal and all kinds of stuff. I don't know if they ever came back, and I was like... But you just did it. You just did exactly what the rhyme says. You lit. I've ne- like that's why I had the. That's amazing. The right? wherewithal to even come to the idea of the safe because I've thought it before. Yeah. But like, ugh, bullshit. Right. I'm not gonna go down that path. Right. But when you do it, like I'm watching you eat. Well, not what you know. Yeah. Seeing you're what seeing you're eating. Happen. Watch the plate exchange. I'm like, oh, just like Jack Spratt. And they were like. What? And she was like, and I was like, whoa, you guys are. Mm, That's a common. I mean, yeah, don't take yourself that seriously if a nursery rhyme. Wow. If, a, if a nursery rhyme that you are living is going to offend you, I mean, that's that's a bit. So that's a weird. bit weird. But that's a very that's a definitely a common nursery rhyme. I did a book report about Johnny Appleseed, and I very much enjoyed it. So tell us he's about what, Johnny he's Appleseed. A cool, he's got a cool story. And so one of the things we're going to talk about Johnny Appleseed today because we're going to talk about Applejack. So what yes. Johnny Appleseed was doing is this guy. So we have this kind of we have all these mythological people, and we have these American myths, right? They're all relatively recent. A lot of myths in the world go back thousands of years and they go back to ancestors asked me if i believe in greek mythology my response was i do not know how to respond to that yeah i mean i I believe in it because it's a thing but But like do i believe in like zeus and like zeus and medusa happen like what was yeah like minotaurs in the mazes i mean i was like I mean, <laughs> yeah, that's a we gotta. We're gonna have to separate like, this I out. Like this is yeah. To, I'm like I gotta go somewhere. I believe else. in it because I know it exists. Yeah. But outside but of that, yeah. but, So we got ours in America, right? We right. got Johnny Appleseed. We got this guy who was, you know, part of you know what we think about what we learn in school is that this guy Johnny Appleseed is going around and he's he's growing apple trees all over the place. He's just going out and he's taking apple seeds everywhere for the health. You know, the the apple a day keeps the keeps the doctor away. This guy is spreading, is spreading healthy eating habits throughout the land. Well, the real story is slightly, slightly so out of different. grade school story so, is so the out of grade school story. So now that you're an adult, you can now, as an audience, you can learn the real story of Johnny Appleseed. So what this guy was doing, and this isn't a bad story. I mean, some people may view it as if you're listening to this show, then you probably don't. He was going around planting apple trees. Teetotalers aren't listening. to Teetotalers are not. Yeah, they haven't made it to episode 14 or 15 or wherever we are right now. Johnny Appleseed was going around planting apples to make cider and to make Applejack, which is one of those things. So he was going around, he was planting trees because the like, especially the trees that he was kind of growing and spreading all over the place, they were cider trees. These were not these were not like, you know, red delicious apples, because those aren't very useful, especially like in a burgeoning country, in a place where you're trying to feed people and you're trying to give people sustenance. Those red delicious apples that we see on those grocery store shelves today, those things are useless to the people of this time time period. 
why would you want something that has a low shelf life? It's too sweet. It's going to rot really quickly. Right. It has Can't to look perfect. It. Can't There's keep no it. There's no refrigerator. There's no ice. Exactly. No refrigerator, <laughs> no ice. We just <laughs> talked about it. You're going to grow something that you can turn into cider. And the cider apples are the super dry. Like, you, like if you've ever tried to eat a cider apple, they are, I mean, they taste like a poison almost because they're bitter. Right. There's hardly any sweetness to them. The real traditional cider apples are are basically inedible, and they don't look very good. They're kind of ugly. There's all these kind of weird varietals that um, get turned into that turned into these amazing ciders, but they don't do very well as an eating apple. That is apple. very interesting. Yeah, so the sweeter apples are really like are really bad at making good cider. The best ciders are made from basically inedible apples. But the neat thing is that we have this we have this really cool thing that goes on with Applejack where we have this kind of it's tied very closely with our kind of our government the government inception of America. We've got something so we've got a guy in 1698 in in New Jersey. So New Jersey this is like while we're still under British colonialism. 1698 this guy named William Laird is living in Jersey, which is one of the first settled areas by westerners by Europe, Europeans in the United States. He starts making Applejack because apples grow really well in this area. They grow really well. They're originally from the Kashmir, you know, kind of Afghanistan. They're like those, those valleys are where they think apples originally came from, but they also grow really well in the northeastern United States. Same thing with Michigan. We're, we're in the belt where apples grow the best. Mm-hmm. Same thing with like the Cognac region, the Calvados region in France. We're all in this kind of same latitude of the, of the world. We grow really good apples. So William Laird is seeing all these apples. As and these, in yummy. Yummy. He's, <laughs> growing, he's Instead of everybody taking cider, and because everyone made cider at this point, he starts making a uniquely, at this point, American product, apple whiskey, which becomes Applejack. So oh. he is, so this is back, I mean. So hold on a second. Yeah. Was Johnny this apple seed character, uh, I mean, he was. Was a, he really a person? He was really a person. And was he? Was he a? a did he? Was he a distiller? Was he a brewer? No, he, or he was. He just was a person that was, was a fan an, of. He this. was an alcoholic. Is what the myth is. What the myth goes. He was an alcoholic, and in a good way, and like a, a happy drunk who would roam around. And he was going out. He was pushing this further and further. What he, was his benefit, though? I mean, because I he could the, go I back. I, know like, I keep cutting you off. Well, but. no. He, the benefit was because if you're if you're just a kind of itinerant mover, you want to have something. So you want to be able to go back to an area, and you want to be able to have a drink. Because Hold the further you second. get, further the further out you get, this the was, less likely you're going to be able to get a drink. This was taking the philosophical idea of planting a seed. Mm-hmm. Uh, what was that Leonardo DiCaprio movie where they kept going deeper and deeper into dream state? Oh, like yeah. Planting a <laughs> right. seed in order to literally come back and have what you want. Exactly. I mean, this is what the myth, that the myth is of this amazing. guy. Amazing. He was going around because he knew, like, so this is like burgeoning. Like, we're, so we're putting Westerners into the United States, right? This guy's going around. He's growing this stuff so people can make cider so he can come back. His name was John Chapman. Uh, you know, he died in 1845. So this guy, like, this is all tied into the same. This is when people are pushing further and further west in the United States. We're moving out of the plains. He's going along. John Chapman, Johnny Appleseed, is going along planting, planting trees so he can get booze, basically. He is a cider producer. He's tied in with all these. He's tied in with these cider producers. He wants to be able to drink when he comes back to an that area. That makes sense. So he goes around. He gets. He hands out these seeds and talks people into planting them all over the place, growing orchards, because he wants to be able to get a drink when he comes back, and he's also going to get paid. He's going to get paid because 
he's he's helping these people produce ciders. These ciders are going to eventually matriculate uh, their way back east. He's going to get something out of this. That dude is an alcoholic who wants to. He he is like a. He's like going around flyering a party, you know. He's yeah. going around trying to get the flyers out to get the people to show up because he's getting something out of that. That's what Johnny Appleseed was doing. I mean, he was an interesting. We think of him, like I said, we didn't like when I learned about him in school. It was this guy who wanted us to eat an apple a day. No, yes. no, no. He wanted us he, to drink a gallon of cider a, guy, a day. And that cider is also one of those things that turns into Applejack because you got to have these. You've got to have. You've got to have cider in order to make the Applejack. They go, they go hand in hand. Easier to pr- you can distill it; it lasts longer. It doesn't go bad. Yeah, that makes sense. Once you get it, once you get the alcohol in there, you can just cook off some of the rest. You transport it easier. I mean, with, I'm, I'm going to state the obvious. Yeah. There's a theme here, right? Something that creates something that has value and longevity. Exactly. And the theme is since. Um, since pretty much the beginning of time is a barrel of alcohol can travel farther and further and have value to it and have less of a problem being kept Mm -hmm. than whatever is made from it. Exactly. So if you were trying to move a barrel of apples, you're going to get a certain amount of money per apple, right? But they're going to be bruised. They're going to, they only last a certain amount of time. You got to keep them out of, you know, you can't, you can't leave them in the sun. Even in the day of convenience that Mm -hmm. we live in right now. Right. Apples, bananas, and bread. They go bad. Right? They get moldy. You can't get them from the store. You call your your local grocer that has the delivery thing, and you're yeah. praying right. that the apples don't end up on the bottom of some cans. Exactly. Right? Now and take I, it back where you want to make those apples last six or eight months. No way. No. Not going to happen. Turn it into booze, it will. Then very it will. easily. Yeah. It makes it, this is the, the you're right. This is the this is the kind of cultural theme with civilization and alcohol. We go it goes Paul, hand in hand. I'm, Paul, I'm sorry. Uh, yeah, uh, Keith. Yeah, I, I have something to say. Please. I feel like I've been lied to my whole life. This <laughs> this Applejack guy, Johnny Appleseed. Like I feel this is one of those things where like when I was a kid, mm-hmm. I was told that if you keep perfectly still, a bee won't sting you. And I believed it because I was told by an adult, and adults knew everything. Oh, no. And so I'm on top of a slide on a playground, and this bee started buzzing around. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, I'm going to keep perfectly still like a statue. And that little bastard stung me <laughs> in my arm. I screamed bloody murder sliding the betrayal down the slide. on top of this. And I'm like, adults are big, fat liars. Yeah, right. Fat liars. Another childhood myth. This now one this, doesn't sting as bad, I hope. J- <laughs> it kind of does. But why? I mean, it's you have to if you you didn't want to tell kids, I mean, I understand why they tell this story to us. I mean, I don't know. But My family like, had a strong tradition of making wine and things like that, so they probably would have told me the truth if they ever would have bothered to try to teach me one of these things. I learned this stuff in school. I see why they're not like, hey, so this dude wasn't a booze hound should be, and it was all about the market. There should know? be a book. Mm-hmm. Of the books, so like the and I know like Grisham's nursery right. rhymes yeah, and stuff Grimm, like that. Grimm's fairy Grimm's tales, fairy yeah. tales have like some type of real world. Oh, thing to them. Oh man, they're did, you. You want to talk I, about childhood I, illusions being shattered? So I want for my kids. I'm gonna be like, all right, you're 18 now. Here's the truth. Here's the book. Right. And it's a it's like this volumes of. <laughs> It's a big leather belt. It's got a lock on it. You know, right? Exactly. Like you have to 
get two hands to get it off the shelf. And it's like it's got your eight like your eighteenth birthday is the code. Right, exactly. Right? Like, like you like you give it to them when they're seventeen and be like, hold on to this. And they're sitting there with a hammer right, and a right. screwdriver Can't and they're trying it. to get into it. And then as soon as they get eighteen, just like the like a Harry Potter esque thing, right? They turn eighteen. The owl all of a comes down, right? It opens exactly. And then like Johnny Appleseed was an alcoholic. He wanted his booze. Hey man, like I need that book now. But if you think right, but if you think about it, like human, like we're we as humanity, like we like as much as we may think people are motivated, and I and like I'm a big fan outside of alcohol. I'm a I'm a big fan of history in general. Like I love history. I love historical stories. I love narratives. I love all these different things. We're motivated by some pretty simple things. And even our greatest generals, Mm -hmm. political leaders, poets, everyone, we're all motivated by these very simple things. And a lot of it is motivated by self. Johnny Appleseed, John Chapman, he liked booze. And so why, why wouldn't he want to do something? Wait a minute. I get paid to do the thing that I love, which is drink. I mean, I, I love it. I mean, I'm doing it, man. I would. If you were doing it for free, make it a career. Exactly. Get paid. And that's what he was doing. So he's roaming around. Now we've got, so just a few years later, at the, well, right around the same time this is going on, you've got, we've got the formation of the United States. That's why I love Applejack. This is the reason why I love, like my biggest, the, the thing I'm the biggest fan of with Applejack is that it is the Laird Company, which is still in New Jersey, it's super cool. You can buy a bottle today. You can go to the liquor store. You can buy a bottle of William Laird's Applejack that was made. They make it the exact same way today as they did in 1698. They George Washington at Monticello, there's letters in the archive, George Washington writing to William Laird and company and asking them for their Applejack recipe because he's serving it. George Washington, the first Continental Army, we're drinking the Applejack that we can drink today. You can go down, buy a bottle of the same stuff they were drinking oh, 250 years ago. It's incredible. And it's the neat thing about it. That didn't come up in Hamilton. It did not come up in Hamilton. <laughs> they skipped the Applejack section, just like Johnny Appleseed. Cats and dogs living together. You know? like, but this is the stuff. I mean, it's tied, it's tied so closely to what we do today. Like, Applejack is... The more so than whiskey, in my opinion, Applejack is the American spirit. Apple well, brandy is the true because it's the Laird sense. Company has so the bottles they buy today, the bottle you buy today, on the bottle they talk about they have the number one distillation license in the United States. Oh, they were issued by the Continental Congress by George Washington himself. They were given the first license in the United States to legally make and sell a distilled product in the country and they haven't changed a thing they make it the same way today that they did back then i mean i'm you know obviously they're gonna have so, some different yeah, techniques but right, it's the same of, recipe right you know the health department came right along exactly said, oh my gosh you're gonna have to change this right you can't leave a horse floating in there i mean i don't know what these guys back in the day that's getting distilled but that's that's an amazing legacy, and it's interesting. Like, I would like to like as, this is just me, the storyteller. Yeah. I'd like to see like that person that's in charge of that now, and be like, "All right, are you related? Are you not related?" Like, still what? owned by the same family. Yeah, so and it, they have the license there. It's in their archive. You can like go online and you can look at the number amazing. one distillery license. All right, and it's one of those. It's one of those things that like it makes it makes it taste really good. Are and you drink what? You know what? What is the, uh, what's it smell like? It smells like whiskey. 
Okay. It's indistinguishable from whiskey, basically. So it's, it's does it taste like? It tastes like, I mean, it tastes, it is, there's apple is a, apple is sort of a far cry when you're tasting Applejack. And it, that's what, oh, it is. Because it, it's not sweet. Like, I mean, what we think of as an apple flavor, like I think, and this is, you know, I'm speaking as like an American, a Westerner, like when we think of apple flavors, because apple flavors, depending on where you're at, and this is something that kind of speaks to the world in general, is that something that is, like in France, you've got a strong tradition of like Calvados, which is a type of apple brandy I'm a huge fan of also. Um, it tastes like cognac. You would think it was cognac because it's a fruit brandy. Uh, it's just the barrel aging process that lends a lot of those flavors to okay. it. The apple part of it is something that, like, unless someone, unless you know what it comes from, you're not going to immediately think apple. Okay, so you're going to think like it's whiskey. Not forward. No, it's not apple forward. It's definitely so the apple what's is there. What does it smell like? It smells very clean. It does. It does have a very kind of light vegetal scent to it. Like a good Applejack has almost that same thing you're going to get out of like a rum damoiselle, which is what we when we talked about that in our rum episode. The R H U M, not mm-hmm. R U M, mm-hmm. because you've got this you've got this strong vegetal quality to mm-hmm. it, which is something that goes on, especially with apples. There's a lot of the esters in apples, which are like the scent compounds that don't distill out. Because they they don't have a lot of the so there's you know when you when you go through the distillation process part of it is that you're leaving depending on how many times you run it through a still you're leaving certain scent and flavor compounds there in the ones that survive the best are the ones that are kind of the more esoteric smells and flavors so that vegetal thing that that smell of the forest that you get that's mm. something that's like compounded of all these different things together that's a hard thing to remove. You know, and so there is a little bit of that. Well, that's eons of dead stuff. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> but it's like, but it's the last thing to go. You know, right. you think that's about the, it, like yeah. that's the last that's, thing to that, go. That makes sense. So that's why it's going to survive the distillation process in the same, in in the exact same way. So... You're going to see something that makes a. So what you what you're going to do is you have this flavor that comes through. You take a great cider and then you turn it into an even better applejack. Applejack can then be further aged in barrels and turned into these really wonderful apple brandies that drink much more like a Calvados. Um, you've got, we've been shipping one of the first, I mean, Applejack has this really strong history in the United States. We don't think about it very much anymore because we've kind of fallen out of fashion with it because whiskey kind of took over that market for kind of our native drink. But Applejack is really the native drink of our nation. It's the thing that makes us kind of who we are. We, I mean, the Continental Army. So was okay, hold on stuff. a second. So if this has such a relevant place in our his- history, mm-hmm. as and when I say our, you know, the country's history, yeah. the government history, uh, the prominent people that started the government and stuff like that. Like I didn't hear about Laird's n- nor Applejack mm-hmm. until Spoon, right? Soup Spoon Cafe located at um, our Michigan Avenue, East Michigan. <laughs> It's the best spot. Hey, if you but, want to come down for cocktails and the best stuff in the world, I mean, we do have. We've but, got it. like, why isn't it more? Why isn't it better known? Yeah. It's it, because of marketing. It all falls down to that simple thing. Now, when you think of cider, what I grew up drinking, I mean, we, I grew up in this area. When I was in elementary school, middle school, we would take a yearly field trip to Uncle John's Cider Mill. They make great ciders out there, and I love that. I love that's a, sh- a shout out to Uncle John's. If you've never been there, you should go visit. Everybody should. It's a fantastic place. But you're drinking this sweet. You're getting cider and donuts, which is a perfect fall thing for kids. As you get older, you start having a hard cider. Now you have these woodchucks. You have these things like that. They're a really small market in the United States. Applejack kind of got supplanted by whiskey because we grew more grain to make 
distillates than we did apples. Apples became a grocery store product. These cider apples and these things that make a good Applejack, those trees are basically gone nowadays. There's a few places in the U.S. where they still grow. We are lucky once again. Let's shout out to Uncle John's. They have one of the, they have one of the, they have some of the oddest, strangest, most esoteric varieties of apple growing out in kind of some of their back acreage that people come from all over the world to get these apples because this is one of the only places that they still grow. They'll, they'll come and buy plantings from them in order to make what they want to make when they get home. Mm. Applejack, it was the apples that make Applejack are much harder to get a hold of nowadays. Mm. And they've fallen out of those, those styles of things because we think of apple, we think of sweet. Applejack is dry. The ciders that it turns into are also very dry. It's something that we're relearning how to drink as a nation. Because, I mean, ciders has ciders have become much more popular. And I see that since ciders become more popular, Applejack is also going to get a lot more popular mm-hmm. in the United States. It's going to make a comeback because mm-hmm. this is something that we do really, really, really well. Oh, it's LL Cool J. Don't call it a exactly. comeback. Don't call I've been it here for years. LL <laughs> Cool J. we right? the beginning. <laughs> Once we're going to do right here is go back. Attention, passengers. We're on a non-central journey. (laughs) But that's what we're going to do. Applejack's going to come back. I know you got to go. What's the cocktail, So we're going to make the Jack Rose. We gotta, I don't remember uh, this one. Yeah, this is so. This is one that we that we've had off our list. The Jack oh. Rose is the Jack Rose is kind of one of my favorites. We did at the Soup Spoon. We do we do some really nice. We've got the Spirit of Seventeen Seventy Six. I which remember is, that one. That one's one of my creations. And that's uses Madeira, Applejack, Shrub. So all these ingredients that were really popular back in the day. It's a it's I love the drink. It's a hard sell. I'll be totally honest because people once they have it, they're like vinegar. It's fruit vinegar. Applejack, Madeira, it's a bunch of weird stuff that it's, people don't. Yeah. It, it can be an acquired taste. I love it. It was sort of, it, that one's one of my kind of personal pet projects. People who try it and like it, they love it. That's what they always want to get. But something that's a little bit more, um, I guess, acceptable to a normal palate, I think, because I think the Jack Rose, it's a classic, classic drink. I mean, it is, it is one that you cannot go wrong with. So what you're going to do is take two and a half ounces of Applejack, Three quarters of an ounce of lemon juice and always fresh squeeze. When I say lemon juice here, please Not never, yeah, don't ever get the lemons. Buy buy a decent citrus juicer and buy a couple lemons, and you will thank yourself forever. And if you're chop, uh, remember to take the lemon so you you open up the squeezer. <laughs> right, right. So gravity side is in your hand. Yep. And then you put gravity side down the pulp. The cut not, side, the cut side of the lemon the, uh, goes down. Right. Not the, not rind, the rind. Right. So you put it gravity side down the yep. pulp, and then you bring the top down, and then you squeeze it. It'll make I sense. I adore her. I know. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> Chopped once again. Chopped. Hey. It was, I, but if you've never done, I think that's it. You're making an important point right now, Malik, because if you've never done, if you've never juiced citrus before, you, that's something to, you know, you might need that tutorial. But I mean, I get it. And that's, I, I, I love the fact love that she, well, I love Chop, but I love the fact that she owned up to it. She had the revelation. Yeah. And she admitted it to yeah. me. Because oh, you could have just, you, she just could have let that secret go to the grave. No one would have called her out on it. No, but no. I was, but but the reason why I didn't fun, I go, you know, that's funny, right? And right. that was it. Right. Because like, I get it. Yeah. I totally get it. Like it was, you know, you put it in and things and if stuff comes out of it, Great. you think you're doing it right. right. 
Right? So and we're I talking about these like hand squeeze citrus yeah, juicers, squeeze like the regular things. ones, not like the spinning thing with batteries Don't get those. and all That's that. Too, it's too much it's too much work and it doesn't work right. Invest in a nice citrus juicer. The hand squeeze one and the, and you got to make sure that I accidentally bought a small one cuz mm-hmm. I went to the wrong store. Yeah, right. It's, sometimes they're hard to find. They're hard to find. Buy they're hard to find. Go to a nice co- a nice shop, a yes. nice like spirit shop, you know, anywhere Some, like Vine and Brew carries yeah. them. They carry a really and, nice and model. Get a bigger one cuz you can put small into bigger, but right. you can't put bigger in the Small. Exactly. You're not that, gonna fit a grapefruit into one of those tiny ones, that's for sure. Right. Exactly. <laughs> right. <laughs> we're getting saucy with it. Oh, saucy. But we're making it so we're so with this, and now we're we're almost there. We got the two and a half ounces of Applejack. We got three quarters of an ounce of lemon juice, a half ounce of grenadine. Now, buying good grenadine is another one of those things, just like a good citrus juicer, good grenadine is worth it. Grenadine is pomegranate syrup. That's the thing that it's that red stuff that no one knows what's in it. Grenadine is pomegranate syrup. That's a little secret to our listening audience. That's what it is. Get a good grenadine. I suggest the Jack Rudy Cocktail Company grenadine. That is my personal favorite. That is the one that you can find in a lot of your more high-end cocktail places now. You can also just have, if you've got a bottle of grenadine sitting in your in your cabinet from whenever, good, utilize that. If you want to make your own, that's a fun beginning bar project. Same thing like we already talked about. Simple syrup is a fun beginning bar project. Grenadine is another one of those very simple bar projects. Look it up online. You're basically going to boil down pomegranate juice, add sugar, let it sit. You also want to add a little cherry juice to it, but find your own recipe and make something that's unique to you. That sounds fun. So you're going to put those on a cocktail shaker with ice, all the above ingredients, the applejack, the lemon juice, the grenadine. Then you're going to shake it up. You're going to you're going to strain that into a glass. So you want to use this. Here's where you're going to take a shake and then a strain. Because you want to be able to see this. You want to be able to see this drink because the color is beautiful in a Jack Rose. And a martini glass works just fine. I prefer a coupe, which is like a martini glass, but a little bit more elegantly shaped. It's not that V that we think about with martini glasses. It's the original champagne glass. Uh, Supposedly, A coupe coupe is what you would imagine a mermaid or a Marilyn Monroe or someone or... Uh, Rock Hudson, right? Uh, swimming. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. I'm trying to be fair. Rock Hudson. Yeah. I mean, that's like you just hit all the, that. Was great. Like Rock Hudson was the perfect person to pick for that. You just made that as universal as you possibly could, believe. Well done. Last thing you want to do is garnish oh with a lemon brain. twist. Oh, that was oh that was God. perfect though. I mean, like Rock Hudson, man. But yeah, you got it. You got it. So you've got your Jack Rose. Now this is one of those drinks like. You're talking like an elegant afternoon. This is 4 o'clock, 5 o'clock. You've got some people over. You want to make them something really beautiful, really unique. Make them a Jack Rose. And the name that sounds, sounds so good. good. Doesn't it sound good? I mean, you could make a tray of these. Because the way you describe the Jack, uh, Apple mm-hmm. Jack in the first place, you give enough sweetness to it's not Kool-Aid right. that that's... That's that's a dangerous drink. It's a dangerous drink. That's a very dangerous drink. There's no simple in this. The only the sweetness is going to come from the grenadine, but that grenadine gives the apple something to stand on, and the lemon juice. Cuts it's like that making little. pie. Exactly. I imagine that drink similar to pie. It's beautiful. It's a beautiful thing. You know what? That's a show. That's a show. Thinking and drinking.